I like when you talk as up, B. Yeah. I like that. You're like, yeah, you're cool. I'm cool. This we I don't are. Know, we are cool. Cool dudes. We didn't ask for it. Just signed, great. showed up. <laughs> great buyers from great responsibility. Yeah. Exactly. Welcome back, everybody. The most awesome man, Brandon, a sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 217 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Choose an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I am Brandon. And with me, as always, coming at me most awesome. I don't even know. Like, <laughs> I'm coming at you. Yeah, you're coming I'm at coming you. I'm coming at you. Yeah. I'm coming, coming at you. I'm coming. Uh, gonna be there. Hey, brother. I'm coming at you. Oh, oh. I want the world to know. No. Hi, bro. bro. You look good. Do you shave? Uh, no, it's Do there's a little trick. Okay. It's a, well, you know what, B? I made this yeah. bet. I know. I didn't know if you're going to notice you didn't bring it up, but it was brought up on the text thread. Yeah. And my daughter, Kamishad, at her first Holy Communion. I think uh-huh. I'm gonna look like a fucking shitbird, a fucking no. deadbeat dad. No, no, no. My daughter's first holy communion. So I did trim. There's technically peach fuzz here. So I thought I was still within bounds of this close, yeah. It is close. It's yeah. But yeah, you look you look good. You always it's just I, I don't know what your like my rule of thumb usually with facial hair is just now that's coming to more gray. I was just like, if we can eliminate the beard a little bit, we'll bring it down a little bit. But B, you've cute. got some you got some of the best fucking facial hair in the biz dude so sweet i'm i've always been jealous of of dudes like you with your facial hair and how full it is like you can just like turn around and like bam beard so yeah it gets full like people said like i i always i I get a lot of notes where it's just like i kind of i look different all the time i'm always changing like it's always a new haircut no (laughs) nailing it nailing it yeah uh if if you could have any kind of facial hair set up just as like to fuck with people like what would it be like if you just could like walk in and just be like this is this is that like a good day with it like oh i know that dr mrs the commish hates the mustache she does hate the mustache she hates the mustache and i wish honestly because i sometimes i'll see on like tv or social media or something some dudes can like really pull off a mustache and i kind of like it I kind of yeah. like a mustache. You well, could pull up a mustache. I am. That's a really sweet. That's the sweetest thing you've ever said. I know it is. The sweetest thing you've ever said to me. Over four years. Yeah. Mark it down. It is. You can pull up a mustache. You can pull up a mustache. Like, do you believe that you're pulling off the mustache? No. I get the like, you know, like far Eastern, like spindly. You know what I mean? Like yeah. pay way from like, uh, you know, what is it? I'm just gonna leave me hanging out there. Why are you walking me into this nightmare? Like I'm like yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. You know what? You're right. You, you, why this become you, my problem? You clammed up, you clammed up, <laughs> and you let me die. And that just this analogy should just <laughs> go on there and just put out to pass. Um, well, there's nowhere to go but up with this episode 217, guys. Here's our rundown. We're doing rip from the headlines, doing NBA playoffs round two. I think we're going to talk a little draft. I think we do have to circle back on that. We have a very mm. special guest for the podcast. Pumped Mark stoked. Long on. Yes. Very, uh, very excited. Like a uh, rule to rules, you know, from all those, like uh, the challenge, like getting things. Yeah. So he's going to be on the Godfather reality television. Godfather reality television. Neapolitan showdown. We're doing top roads. 
in honor of Mark Long with Road Rules, we're going to rank our top roads. That's Fuck what we're yeah. going to do. Then we're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're at power. It starts now. Oh, shit. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines read, if you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. I read from the headlines, NBA playoff picture round two. What are we talking about this week, brother? Ooh, because it kicked off last night, May 1st. Round two, kicking off. So what do they do? Like, if if a team just gets swept and another game goes to seven, does all round two start at the same time? Mm -mm. No, you just sit there and chill. You just wait. That's why, because Memphis was the last one to clinch, and then they were the first one up in the hopper going against Golden State. Yeah, and the Celtics were just kind of like, all right. Chilling. Whenever you finish up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're here. Okay, that makes sense. So the schedule's kind of figured out. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go through them right now. Does Philly have a chance against Miami with the Embiid injury? Huge blow losing Embiid. Because, again, like we've said in the previous series against the Raptors. Do, do the 76ers feel like the most jinx team like over might the last, be. like, six years just to finish? Like, that, that, like, that disastrous performance, you know, against the – uh, against the Hawks last year is just like, it seems like all the pieces are there. They just can't even get to a finals. Right. The Raptors in that, that quadruple bounce that Kawhi had in their championship yep. run. I mean, yep, yeah, yep, yep, yep. they've just had terrible run. I, I do kind of feel like, I don't want to say that there's a little bit of like karma. Cause you can't like openly skirt the sanctity of competition by just, just shit playing shittily for four years in order to like cultivate top talent. And we've seen that oh, because the, tr- the, the trust the process, trust the process. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think yeah. I don't want to say that this, it's totally like retribution karmically for that, but there should be a little bit of something for that. I mean, we whiffed on, you know, we go Jaleel Okafor, uh, Joel Embiid. Um, oh, Nerland's Noel. Like we go a stretch of bigs with our first picks we get Markel Fultz, which we whiff on because we could have had uh, Jason Tatum in that pick, right? Yeah. And then, you know, and then I'm just going off the dome here. Yeah, oh, and then Ben Simmons and then Ben Simmons, right? Somewhere ben in that Simmons, order, yeah. right? So we've, you did all that, you know, tanking to trust the process, right? And you really pulled Joel Embiid out of it. You could have, you know, Sam Hinkie, the former GM, could have really pulled out the you know the okc that what sam presti did didn't quite get there you know just going kind of best available and we'll figure it out didn't really work out and i think that there's something like karma's going to come around you know what i mean and and maybe that's what we're seeing a little bit here with the 76ers do you buy it's that false. do you buy that at all i did yeah yeah okay good all right. all right i believe it. yeah i believe you're a karma guy you're a stand-up guy you're a guy about just like, let's let's do what's right. So mm-hmm. I don't think it fits you. It fits Philadelphia well, but we have guests later, so we're not going to talk too much mm-hmm. shit on Philadelphia. Yeah, I'm biting my this, tongue already, B. On this episode. But yeah, there's something that's just like not true to competition to be mm-hmm. like, all right, like the process is like, we're going to lose it, <laughs> get a bunch of draft picks. Yeah. Uh, so we'll check that out. Um, how bad did Memphis need this game one win over Golden State? Golden State looks fucking scary. Yeah, they do. This is the, I was thinking about this. This is the perfect, like, you know, NBA path for Memphis, right? A young team to learn going to be against a quality veteran team. 
they needed it so bad and getting bailed out with, uh, you know, Draymond getting the flagrant two on that yeah. call. You, what do you think on that call? B? Um, I thought it was, I, it's, it's funny. Like you got to bring up when you talk about flagrant fouls, there's literally like two categories you talk about. You talk about, um, talk about green and just talk about everyone else in the NBA. (laughs) (laughs) He's just looked at on a different thing. So it's, I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, I mean, I think you want to say it like you like to hear the whistles. I think you want to set something and like make it consistent. And it's just, I don't know, like, to be honest, I see like Draymond and I think she, he should get flagrants more, but, and I was listening to like another podcast and they brought it up. Where was this? Now this becomes back on the table. Like it was in, what was it 2017 or whatever, where it's just like, can he get like suspended for a game? Maybe it's two more like flagrant ones. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. No, I mean, flagrants and fouls and, but, but no, I, I'm egregious I, fouls like that. I'm into it. Now you all the accidents in the world can't happen to this one guy. Yeah, like, yeah. no, no, no. They don't happen like in a vacuum. Like, Pass his prologue, and they, you know, they're 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 pulling into it. Attention is is everything. I don't necessarily agree that it should have been a flagrant one. After after watching it, you can see like it wasn't super egregious, but I don't think that they were willing. To, and I don't remember if they called it a well. They didn't announce it. They went to review it to see what it was. You know, but yeah but Draymond also has to be a little bit smarter in those moments you can't yank a guy by his jersey down to the ground even if you do try and hold him up you have to realize what your what your relationship with fouls and the refs are and, yeah exactly you know what How I mean people you have see to you yeah they're, yes. they're, they're waiting for it he's way smarter than that he knows better than that but um but anyways to answer your original question is is Memphis needed that win even though it was at home they it needed did. that because they couldn't they did, you know yeah. they've, they've just blown home court advantage right now against a very savvy team. But if I'm a Memphis fan, I feel kind of excited because they did play pretty well. Jaron Jackson played pretty well. Hopefully he plays consistent. John Morant looked unafraid in the moment, just missed a bunny to win it at the, at the end. Like this is the path. This is, we've seen this in the NBA and in, in NBA history, we've seen this where you have to fucking earn your stripes every round. And this is a like, defining you know stripe moment for the memphis young memphis grizzlies to like maybe we don't win but we learn something from it yeah i guess i just want to see how much they learned after the last round because the last round was the concerning round right i mean because you're just like you're playing at a two seed like uh, a play in timberwolves team and you're just like you they did win but it's still like you're not going to get away with that with golden state in the later rounds like you can't for be sure. trailing like you know double digits in the fourth quarter which i've known twice like i heard some stat i think it was like last four games they haven't been leading in the first second or third quarter yeah that's yeah. a problem yeah and that's right and that's just you know chaotic play like we talked about in the round one with them it's just both young eager teams trying to figure out how to do it in the playoffs hopefully you they get a little bit of seasoning out of it, but you know, I, I don't think Memphis is going to win this series. So, I, and I didn't think of it, in, you know, when when we're looking at the 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 table of or the playoff landscape, I didn't think that you know Memphis was going to make it to the finals just based on everything that was going there. But you know, it's a good it's a good uh, round for them to learn how to actually play real playoff basketball. All right, so let's do like the boring talk right now. I mean, like Suns right. Mavericks, are you even put like giving Mavericks a shot in this? There's an off, there's an off, off chance if, you know, if Phoenix gets a little injury bug 
um, or if Luca can just literally dominate, you know, for four quarters for, you know, seven games. Cause I think they have to go seven games in order to get it. Yeah. It's a, it's a thin margin. It's a very thin margin, but you know, yeah. Yeah. Phoenix. So, I, I mean, Phoenix but you're, you're not, seven. you're not tuned. You're not tuned out on it. No, no, no. It'll be exciting. It'll be good. Good play. I mean, they play tonight, right? They play tonight as we're recording yeah. this. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm excited to see how they'll, they'll shake out and, and, and what kind of Dallas team is, is here's the thing is, is Dallas, everyone one through four shoots, even through their five position shoots a three pretty well. So if we can, if some of those guys, those, those secondary guys behind Brunson and uh, Doncic can start knocking down some threes, like they can hang around, you know what I mean? And that's when we just need Luca in crunch time, just doing Luca shit. Um, but you know, they've gotten enough wing guys to throw at Luca. They got Mikhail Bridges, Jay Crowder, Tory Craig, like, the Phoenix Suns have a lot of weapons to throw at them and a lot of fouls to throw their way. And Dallas doesn't have the size. If, if Aiton for Phoenix can play as well as he did this last series, Dallas doesn't have the size to kind of match up with them. All right. Bucks Celtics. How many games are we going here? I was surprised. Were you surprised by this game one? Uh, a little bit. Well, it just, it came back to me. of just like Middleton out. Like, yeah. There just seemed like a little, like, everyone's super impressed. Probably the most impressive team I think you would take out of the first round would be the Celtics sweep of the Nets, even though, like, Nets came in there as, like, yeah. uh, a seven seed or whatever, like, in the sense why they're just like, oh, that looked good. And it's just like, yeah, but, like, I mean, again, like, we're just talking about, I don't know, I guess trying to win home court. I mean, see, like, a big thing. So it did feel like the Celtics were lined up to go for it. And, yeah, just I, it didn't it didn't look like, you know, that two C team that's going to make a solid run. It looks like the bucks, even hamstrung as they are, are still like, it's our crown. Take it from us. Yeah. It was an impressive win because Middleton was a huge X factor, but you know, Grayson Allen came in in the pinch. They had, um, uh, Oh, drew holiday, Drew holiday played great for him. They needed a second banana. Giannis is going to do whatever he's going to do, but they needed somebody else to step up and they got it. And they got a little bit of relief on there. Um, you know, Bobby Portis, Brooke Lopez. I mean, they, they've, they've got some guys to just kind of step up and that's similar, you know, in all these other teams here is you need these, the second and third guys to kind of like just make key plays when you're, if you're, if your star doesn't have it and give Milwaukee a little bit of the, the nod after winning the chip last year, these guys, kind of figured it out a little bit so i was i was actually surprised to see and maybe it could have been a little rust but I, the, the celtics just didn't look like great but i expect them to come back in game two i i if they yeah, if they, I think so. they, they had some weird like stat where it's just like they had one like almost broke the record in playoff basketball for the least amount of two-point field goals it's like one more like so i don't it it seems like i mean everyone's on like the irony is like everyone's on the bucks for it's just like, all right, we're going to force you to just shoot a tip, uh, shit ton of threes. And then like yeah. boss is like, no problem. I will shoot a shit ton of threes, but <laughs> right, Milwaukee's right. like still not fucking great at like shutting down like threes. I think it's like 15 in the teens on like three defense. So it's just like, right. it's kind of this weird game plan that, I mean, it's, it's, it's working out now. So, okay. So final four, are there any big surprises? I mean, do you have, you have sons heat, Bucks, oh, it, oh, in the, in the finals. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I really do think like whoever comes out of 
the Bucks Celtics is going to be the Eastern Conference like participant in the finals. Yeah. Um, just because I don't think if 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 Embiid's out indefinitely, uh, I just don't see how Philly's going to get there. I'm supposed to have him back for Game Three. Is that what they're saying? Mask. Yeah, Game Three. Throwing the mask fucking on. face mask that they're going to need it. Uh, I think Miami just you know interesting fun team to watch, but I don't think that they're going to have the horses to get there. Um, I hope his face mask is just crazy. I mean, like I want like Jason Voorhees like face mask. Like just go for it. Like just yeah, really mask. fucking add a little air of mystery, <laughs> like Phantom that. of the Opera Let's a little bit. It. Let's see. Let's do it. Uh, real fast. Hit me with okay. So we're gonna fade out of this. We'll act like it's an email or whatever. But it's just a question I want to ask you. That's a big pivot. It's <laughs> right, just right, like, right. Wanna, like we're in uh, two hundred sixty yeah, pods, and we're, we're like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, here's here's what's going on. Uh, the draft. Did we nail it? What's your big? Takeaways, what was your biggest surprise, your biggest disappointment from that that NFL draft after trying to predict it? Oh, um, yeah, I think, well, I mean, obviously, you know, there's a lot of kind of trading in and around. That's the thing is, is like, I love doing the draft, you know, picking. And I would say, I think we got five, not five picks correct, but we got five players lining up with their teams, which is like 15% of the draft of the first oh, wow. round. It's not bad. So not bad at all. I'll take that, especially when you figure on like all the movement and all the trading around there. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, I, I got to have love for my Detroit lions, right. Going and getting eight, eight hundred. Yes. Yes. But theoretically I do on paper. I do. Right. <laughs> um, I'm bound by, you know, <laughs> fucking Michigan blood. Um, but getting Hutchinson was great. I mean, I know a lot of people are down on, on Trayvon Walker and I get it. You know, it's people look at it production wise, but I mean, he played on an, an unbelievable Georgia, Georgia defense, which Georgia this year churned out 15 NFL prospects, which is, you know, tied for a record. Uh, and then we get, uh, we trade up. Now this is what I was a little dicey about was trading up all this capital to get Williamson who by and large is like the best wide receiver, but is coming off an ACL tear. And I get, he's not going to be there at 32, but I don't know. Do you want 32 and 34 picks 32 and 34 versus Williamson, which you know is probably going to be basically like a red shirt year and like a rebuilding year. So it's like, basically, would you rather two veritable starters that we know you're going to play? Or do you think the top end of Williamson is, or uh, Williams is so much better than what you know than two plus starters potentially yeah it's kind of interesting to look at like it's it's gonna make a shot and like the need now so it's for me it's like what is this team's game plan right now like do we have an actual like are they trying to tread water or are they actually like trying to make a run right now and it's like i can't imagine the i mean the pressure especially like having those first like three or four picks and like like a coach that's i i don't i don't feel like uh our boy um is on the hot seat in Detroit. So no, if you're not on the hot seat, I think you get a little bit more time where it's just like, all right, well, let me build up this defense and then I'll figure out this other side. Yeah. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Like even our, our second round pick, which we got in that trade, we took another def- defensive end, which, you know, like we talked about Brisker from Penn state, you know, we, we took a defensive end that I was kind of like, well, could, could we have addressed other needs? We, we got, I get it. It's rotation, but we have some guys there already. Like let's fit. It's not like we don't, we don't need secondary help or linebacker help or other positions of need. Detroit uh, defensively has a lot of positions of need. And I get it, it all starts up front, but you know, 
I don't know. I feel like this draft for Detroit really truly can't be graded until after like season two for, for Williams. Yeah. What about you? What are your thoughts on that? Do you like Philly's draft? I know. Do you like, th- actually, I take that back. Best draft had to be the Jets, right? Getting three um, first rounders, trading up to get Jermaine Johnson late in the second or late in the yeah, first. That's all it is, but it's just like just the Jets. There's just a there's a Jets vibe when someone's just like, oh, I'm gonna draft the Jets, where like I feel like they're faking their smile, <laughs> where they're just like, Yes, I'll put on this hat, but I'm not happy about yeah, this at all. There's, there's people are looking percent chance this ain't gonna be successful. Yeah, people are looking at the Jets draft like a kid's craft, or like, oh, this is great. So nice. <laughs> this is Thank so you. nice. Oh my god, you did so well. You did this all by yourself. Oh, did this you? is fun. Did you did you glue this that on is yourself? Great. Um, all right, bro. Well, we got we had a boy, Mark Long, in the room. BM pumped. Pod. I'm fucking pumped for this. Dude. Are you excited about this, buddy? I'm I, as a challenge, fucking guy. I've watched. We've been the talking challenge. about. We've been talking about for a while, and uh, friend of the pod, Erica, made it happen. So yeah, Erica. But let's get him on. Let's go to it. my wife and i we watch all of the uh the challenges and we just finished season one and uh getting ready to binge season two on on a arrival for season three all stars three is insane the cast is loaded dude the cast is loaded and i I would say even if i wasn't on because i was on that and i knew what happened like it is so good from the West being back and Jordan and Nia oh, yeah. and Monica. I mean, it is, it is, if you're a challenge fan, yeah, you're going to be psyched because it's, uh, everyone has made the finals. So there's no layups. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so everyone is always like their heads on the chopping block, but it's going to be so fucking good. That's great, man. We're excited. I can't say that. How did it happen? Cause right now it's, I mean, it wasn't originally underneath your like, production flag right but you're kind of even get more involved just kind of like on bringing it all so, together. So initially when i first I, I put out a tweet uh in june of 2020 that kind of went viral and us weekly picked it up and all this stuff so i knew that i was going to do an old school version of the challenge because i had like 85 veteran cast members that already signed like that they were interested um, and that's a powerful group bringing to anyone, whether it's Buna Murray, MTV, Paramount yeah. Plus, you know, whatever it is. So uh, when the Us Weekly article came out, I think that's when everyone knew that it was getting a little real. And then when I announced the partnership with Buna Murray, then 
the uh, the MTV Paramount Plus deal came pretty fast in the world of production, which takes forever. This yeah. this happened like I pitched it in June. I got the go ahead and signed the partnership in probably September, October, and we started shooting in January. So that's crazy. That's really fast. So yeah. starting with season one, I get executive producer credit as well as obviously cast member. But once once they decide that I'm going to be a cast member, all of basically the you know proprietary secrets format what the challenges are i'm unaware of it so i actually sure. probably i tell the cast members this, i actually fucking probably know less than you guys do <laughs> but they make it a point not to tell me anything yeah they I, don't didn't wanna... know, i didn't even know tj was gonna host the first season until i showed up oh really yeah they didn't want a game show scandal it. right i don't want the uh, name that tune scandal where i do the songs, <laughs> exactly. you, know? you know but um but even like it's so funny when people are like, you know, I wonder if they, you know, you got any clues or not. I'm like, to be honest, if every cast member knew exactly what we're doing, it fucking still wouldn't help them because the yep. day of it's just such a shit show. You guys see it. It's like, yeah. how do you train for some of these things? I mean, I guess you could run more or lift heavier, but I mean, you know, I, there's a lot of challenges, especially the daily challenges that you know, you can't prepare for these things. It's either you're good on that day or you're not. But like, like I tell them, you know, we had a big meeting even before we had season three, my partner, Julie Peasy from Peter Murray brought the cast in at the hotel we were at in Panama and was like, you know, everyone, just so you know, Mark's executive producer, but he knows nothing. So feel free to throw him an elimination. I'm like, shut up. Right. <laughs> this is killing my gameplay right now. I'm like the easy, the easy option. Then if she's like, yeah, throw him in every time, but no, it's, um, the big boys are back, man. And uh, it's, it's, it's wild. And I had, you know, I hadn't done a, a challenge with Wes uh, in a while and I've never done a challenge with Jordan. Um, okay. So it was fun to see those guys back. And, you know, Jordan is such a crazy athlete, man. He's just, uh, he is, he's, he's unexpectedly. So, right. I mean, you don't think of it when you look at him. He's not the biggest guy, but right. he uses his, his body weight um, very well. But like, he was even training for a triathlon, like an Olympic style length triathlon when he, when he was leading up to this challenge. So even when we weren't competing, you know, he was still running and swimming and stuff where I was like, I'm in a fucking lounge chair between competitions <laughs> where he's still keeping it up, man. He's a, granted he's 20 years younger than me, but he's a fucking machine. Sure. Um, and, you know, he's definitely a hard out as they say so you guys will see how that unfolds but um you know yes is back we won the first one yeah um, oh that's great he's he's maniacal in his own way and very strategic i want to sure. see how him and west kind of go at it because they're both kind of play up in their heads sometimes so it's going to be fun um and it's crazy because i had that coming out next wednesday i had the worst cooks thing premiere two yeah. weeks ago Check that out. Um, some no, some gnocchi, cooking some gnocchi. Yeah, cooking some bad gnocchi. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just it. watching that up. Um, but that was that was crazy, like fish out of water for me because I'm literally I'm not a, I don't cook that much, but you know I didn't even had a full set of pots and pans before I did that show. So when they said worst cooks, it truly was worst cooks for me. But I mean. That was stressful, more stressful for, for me than doing the fucking challenge because I just didn't know. I didn't have the skills. Yeah, right. I got naked in the kitchen. So um, that came out. And then um, the challenge is coming out. I'm doing a, 
I'm doing something cool for that I just found out about that's going to air during the, the video music awards. That's me and another female cast member. That's going to be exciting once that comes out. And then I have I have another announcement for another thing that I can't even announce yet because it hasn't been announced. No, do it here. You can't. Yeah, do yeah, it. You're do breaking it news. Do it on the podcast. Come on. <laughs> we'll get, we'll get it. We need this win. We'll take it. I will. I will say this. It is. Um, it's something I've always wanted to do, and this particular gentleman from the company that is doing it, a big company, you guys all know of it, but um, it's something that I wanted to do that I've been thinking of a while um, doing on my own. And then when they came to me and approached me with this, this idea, um, it was perfect timing. And it's going to be, it's, it's not just, you know, challenge related. Um, it's going to be a wide scope of... Uh, different types of reality shows and reality people. And, you know, the funny thing is, is I did my show originally in 1995, Road Rules, which was fucking forever ago. It seems like ages, but I did a show out in LA called Reality Remix, which was kind of like a, a, a to, it was kind of like an entertainment tonight show for reality shows. So I, I went for three years and met every type of executive or producer or cast from American Idol to Survivor to So You Think You Could Dance, all this shit. Um, so I met so many reality people over those days that it's, it's, it's funny, the, the black book of people I have in my phone from, you know, from like an Omarosa who, you know, who has wow. Omarosa's phone, right? So from like an Omarosa to like, you know, being Lisa Renna's um, gadget guru on her show on Soap Talk, which was a thing, but like, crazy like these people are all now on reality shows like Lisa's on the housewives and omarosa did the, the the trump deal i mean um the apprentice so it's amazing and then the big brother celebrity big brother she did but it's amazing how all of these big type of pop culture stars back in the day have led their way to reality television which is kind of cool yeah it's a little bit of the wild west so how how did that journey start for you like was it just like you just saw this thing like you signed up and you auditioned like were you kind of like what the craziest thing about it was the we didn't have cell phones or the ability to easily film ourselves or make a video on your phone and email like we had to absolutely go out old school shoot it on the old video camera send in a video tape which sounds like fucking caveman talk right (laughs) um but i remember i remember watching the real world with my brother when eric was on nice the first real world oh yeah the grind my parents living room in florida i can remember vividly and i'm i was like man that's that seemed like a cool show to do and they put up the the casting thing toward the end of it like make your videotape and send it through the mail to this address you're sending Mm -hmm. it to wherever who knows who's going to get it right so I made a videotape. It was, it was an awesome, I do know this. I, it was a fucking awesome tape. Like I was a broadcast journalism at, at University of Florida. So I had all the, all the use of the facilities and stuff and the editing and stuff. So I had like, you know, football clips leading into me getting arrested, like fake getting arrested. Or yeah, what's that, what's, what's that tape look like? It's just like oh, you behind the, like, the desk. Out, are we like, gonna, can we, can we air <laughs> it on our channel? It is, it is so old. Like it was literally nine, we're talking 93. It's the tape is literally so old. Um, there's a documentary that is going to be coming out leading up to the next franchise challenge. It's going to be a six episode, like the Michael Jordan documentary, but about okay. the challenge. Oh, that'd be cool. They're trying to find that tape. And if they find that tape, it'll be epic because I've tried to find it for years for different things. It is lost in some huge warehouse, I'm sure, in, in, in California, but it was a really 
cool tape. Like if anything, I knew if someone watched it, I would get noticed because it was really well done. I knew yeah. that. I knew that. So, you know, long story short, they, they called me up and, you know, this is where the house phone rings and you're like, hello, you know, it's, it's, I'm aging myself. Here's what I'm doing. Yeah. This is a safe place. We can talk about answering machines. We can yeah, talk about oh, yeah, exactly. yeah, even a voicemail. Like, so, yeah, really I remember taking that call and like going through the interview process and, you know, having them come film me at my school for a full day or weekend. And I remember surfing and then playing football and then going out at the bar, like all this type of cool shit I thought they would like. And then I almost did the, the real world Los Angeles. And I ended up getting down to like the final 12. And then I, I ended up graduating, moving out to LA. And while I was there, we shot the road rules pilot. They called me back and all that stuff. But Within that time, I flew up and did a roommate change with Puck. Like they had me be one of the people that might take his oh. place. So if you watch Real World San Francisco again, I come in for like two seconds and like, oh no way! And they're like, they're like, well, we had a guy last time. We should have a girl this time. And I was like, whatever. And that actually was a blessing for me because there was only probably like four weeks left in that shooting. So I dodged that bullet, as I say, and then ended up doing the Road Rules pilot. It got picked up. For some reason, they kicked off the other four people and kept me. I have no idea why. And I went and shot with four other people, now being Kit and Carlos and Shelly and all those people. Um, and they told me, though, look, you can't tell them you did the pilot until like three weeks into the show, once everyone's kind of like get their feet wet. So three weeks in, I was like, hey, do you guys know I did the pilot? No one cared because right. it's not like you could get an advantage or whatever. But um, still to this day, every person from that pilot thinks like, you know, did I pay the producers off to go? Or uh, I don't know. I th- it feels like your resume backs it up. You're just like, yeah, yeah they they found the right guy. Cause I'm good. Yeah. So, so I mean, when did you kind of realize that it was like it was actually kind of like shaping your life and almost like kind of a career path? You know, like not a once off. I'm on this show, but it started taking over. It's just like, oh, crazy? I got to free up time each year to do this. You know, what was crazy was once I finished the original Road Rules, they contacted Kit and I to do kind of this MTV sports video series. Mm-hmm. Remember the one that I, what the hell was the guy's name? Dan, Dan something. I don't know, but he did MTV sports. Dan track. Cortez. Dan Cortez. So they did yeah. a video spinoff of his show. So Kit and I hosted that and her, her and I were like, we still like would pinch ourselves thinking like, wow, they're sending us to Costa Rica to like swim with stingrays. This is, this is cool. Yeah. So we did that for, for a little while. And then, I came back and I started the, the the bandwagon of doing some really bad like acting shows. Like I did Sweet Valley High for like five episodes. Nice, um, nice little I arc. Did, we like it. Yeah, a little arc. You know, <laughs> I did an NBC show back a Saturday morning show called Hang Time. Um, oh, I yeah, I know a, that. Yeah, the student during you know for for a few episodes. Um, just funny stuff. I did an episode of VIP with Pamela Anderson. It, did you fun. did you like that stuff? Like before I you got it. actually wrote like were you like I kind of like want to be an actor or just like they were trying to just kind of ride the wave off of your like success? I, I hated the acting only because I was playing a character and I felt so much more comfortable playing myself. So when I started shifting into the hosting arena, that was like my dojo of safety. Like I would go do that. I did Even Stevens on on Disney Channel with Crazy Shia. Um, I had a great time with him. But like, I did those shows, but I'd always like feel like, I always felt like that was work to me. And the hosting stuff was like a vacation, like easy. Like, and I did some, I did some pretty big hosting stuff for a while. Like, 
I was a morning show host on E, a live 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Monday through Friday show for a while. And like, that was like hosting 101. I mean, it was live three hours. And if you didn't know your shit, you were drowning. So I just always felt more comfortable hosting. Um, That's kind of interesting too. Like as, as you mean, like you feel, cause a lot of people, it feels like it was an entry way to be like, oh, I want to, I want to actually act, but I'll mm-hmm. do kind of this reality thing until I get to be that. So are you guys like behind the scenes kind of like talking advice or you kind of feel like you're just down your own path of just like, oh, I'm actually into this. Well, I now, because I'm, you know, one of the older cast members that has been doing this forever, you know, I'll get cast members that ask me advice or, or, you know, should I do this? Or, and, and I always tell people this and this, and Eric Neese told me this a while ago, which I never forgot. And Eric Neese, his thing at the time was he was going to be the fitness guy. You know what I mean? He was going to be the fitness guy, hip hop guy. And he did the grind and did that. So like, that was his niche. So I always tell people to find your niche, whether it's soccer, or wh- whatever it is, right. Music, um, DJing, whatever. So don't try to be everything for everyone because then you're just going to get lost in the shuffle. But, you know, I'm surprised there hasn't been a reality guy from my shows or girl that's come out and hasn't opened up their own restaurant. It's been like the chef's kind of lane. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. But, or, or opened up their bar besides Ace. But like, I've always felt that. But I, I just, I guess the, like the main thing was, is I always... I always never felt like I was working when I was doing it. So I was like, yes, I want to do that because I've been, you know, a salesman trying to sell fucking, you know, newspapers and I didn't like that. Yeah. So I I always wanted to be that, but I always tell people now what's cool to notice is someone like a CT that is going from the challenge world and now dipping his toe in the acting world. And he's making that transition. He just did a pretty big movie with some, some kind of, bigger actors uh, that'll be coming out, I'm sure later this year, but he, and I told him this, I said, you know, I think he didn't have the confidence to fully go for it yet because, Mm -hmm. you know, he, he knew he wanted to do it, but I said, you know, sometimes it takes a little while to gain that confidence. And I think he's gained the confidence in his own acting skills to now feel like he can deliver. And that's the most, that's the best feeling in the world when you know you're, you're at least competent skilled to deliver what they're asking. And I'm, I'm happy that he's doing that now. I could see, you know, I've always seen him as a person that could go into that acting world and then play that bad boy role or trouble this or, you know, bruiser. He's got hours of, he's got hours of tape of that in in every challenge. Some of his fights fucking front row. I've seen him. Right, Right. So he's got a lot of, he's got a lot of, you know, you know, history to tap into for those things where, you know, mine has always been, you know, fun sports. uh, You know, I'm more humor guy than, than the, the, the serious stuff. Like I, I I would love to, again, like I haven't, I, I mean, I've hosted some stuff, but I would love to host some sort of thing coming up in, in, in the future. That's, you know, cause I used to love hosting and now it's funny though, because now like as I'm competing in an executive producing and producing other stuff, like I'm taking on that role because I'm so seasoned in it that I know what I'm doing now. I'm not guessing. Like, I hope this works. Like when I knew, when I pitched all, when I pitched well, first it was OGs, then they went to all stars. But when I pitched that concept, I knew 
the minute I threw it out there on Twitter that it would be a huge hit. And I mean, we did three, we shot three seasons in a year. They, yeah. We actually bumped the franchise show to shoot the third season of our show, which, you know, it's crazy. Cause once it, when it first came out, people were like, Oh, that, that other show, you know, that's whatever that's. And now it's like, not to say that the fans like it better, but the fucking fans like it better than the fucking. You know, it's 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 right more now. raw. Like, I mean, I love the you know, obviously MTV like edits it and kind of filters it out. This was like I got a real sense of every person, even more so than just the snippets that we saw from MTV. You know, even right. just having like not like not editing out cursing, you're like, oh, I really get the sense of the moment more so than yeah. anything. The and music. It's, it's funny because I think why the I think why the audience has gravitated to so much is. There's such a hit, like that audience, a lot of the audience grew up watching us yeah. and we grew up with them. So we're, we're a familiar face and they released it at the perfect time during the crazy thing they call COVID. So people really dove into it. But, you know, if, if you're an MTV fan, you don't have to Google the cast of All Star. Do you know who they are? I mean, some might be a little obscure than others, but, you know, I'm not having you know, American Ninja Warrior Germany champion on fucking All-Stars. It's just not happening. Because but it was like the best type of reunion for people that are fans of it too. Cause you're like, oh yeah, that's like, I had totally forgotten Latarian and yes. like what a dynamic character he was. And some of these guys, you're just like, oh man, I totally remember this character. Yeah, Sometimes it took a minute. You're like, wait a second. Oh, that's right. This is this, this dude. I remember this dude. Yeah. Now Veronica's back for season three. She was a fan Great. favorite back in the day. Like, yeah, in, yeah. But like, who, who would you? I want, I want who, people to watch it and just smile and be like, "Wow, that that takes me back to that era where like it was fun, everything was kind of cool, and it wasn't so chaotic as it was now." And that's and the music is fucking phenomenal. The, mu the music is in my demo for sure, in our yes, demo for sure. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Who you said you got a, a deep Rolodex? Who's the one guest or or cast member that you haven't been able to lock down that you're hoping to get or or, or well, wanting to get? Well, there's two, right? There's two. So the Miz for sure. Oh yeah. Obviously, Mike Miz yeah. And, yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys watched WrestleMania. Did you watch it this year? I did him not. I, him I mean, him with Logan Paul, right? Him and I had a bit at WrestleMania that the fucking fans went nuts. Um, I'll send you, I'll text you guys after and show it to you. But like, yeah. I got to reunite with him for WrestleMania. And then we actually stayed up that night. I, I hate to admit it, but we stayed up till five in the morning, just him and I upstairs in one of the levels of the hotel for WWE and uh, drank and chatted. It was so good to catch up with him. And like, I felt like he enjoyed it too, because we didn't talk wrestling. Like everyone talks wrestling. Yeah. We talked MTV. We talked, you know, funny things from the past. We talked just normal stuff that he can talk about. And, but the problem with, with our show is obviously when he's on that, that, wwe contract there's just no way because we and shoot those, they, we they shoot. go forever they're, they're always yeah. working we shoot on location usually in another country and the reason why he would do dancing with the stars was he could fly there do the thing for the day and fly back out of the country and competing there's no possible way so he loves it i mean he supports me and all that stuff but he's he's when he's he's a wrestler he's a superstar yeah he's um, huge and, and the other one just because he has now carved out such a niche in this world of comedy as Theo, Theo Vaughn. Yeah. So, uh, and, and I'm saying this in the most respectful way for, for us, Theo, I would think, would think that was a step backwards. Um, and, and that's, I totally understand. Um, 
he's told me he would love to. He thought it would be fucking great and so much fun, but he's now positioned himself as, you know, a comic on the levels of David Spade or Joe mm-hmm. Rogan. These, these guys all hang out together. So it's as much as I think he'd like to come back and the fans would love it. I just think for him, it's definitely not the right time. And, you know, just like, you know, it's, it's, I understand why he's doing it, put it that way. For sure. Did, did you see kind of, as, as you were doing this and it gained popularity, like did those, you know, just kind of the, the behind the scenes stuff, just the production budgets, do they change as it's graduating? Like it, in the beginning, was it just, it, it feel oh. like you're just running out there and just doing things with like one camera, get when you can. And then eventually yeah. it was just and like, it, all right, it, now that's the joke. It's probably grown tenfold from the beginning to now like it's it is a well-oiled tribe of production that go out there that everyone knows what they're supposed to do there's multiple cameras there's drones now there's you know we never used to have to hey can you guys walk in again because yeah yeah. you guys get okay we're moving on but like but the, the takeaway from that is the shows now look phenomenal. I mean, yeah. they, even on the trailer for All Stars 3, we do a thing where we have to jump from a moving helicopter. And even in the trailer, it just, it looks like we're fucking SWAT. You know what I mean? It looks so good. Um, as opposed to, you know, trying to melt ice with your ass in a Speedo <laughs> in the desert where there's zero production quality. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that's what I mean. I, it's probably like a right down the middle question that you get all the time. But it's like, what is that one like stunt or event or like something that you just had to like dig deep to do that like really just kind of like scared the shit out of you? Oh, so this is I, I know this for sure. So we did a thing on I think it was called Battle of the Sexes Two, which was in Santa Fe, New Mexico. We I had I chose to get buried while everyone else chose to like run and chew up bugs and spit them in this thing. So. I had to get buried alive in this glass coffin. They poured honey on me and then they started pouring different types of bugs and caterpillars and whatnot as they lowered me. So what happened was the bugs started eating the honey, but then biting me as they were eating the honey. So they were like attacking my skin. So I remember I started to have a, a, a reaction and I could actually feel my throat starting to close. Oh shit. And thank God they, they, the, you know, we, we won and it was over, but they ripped me out of there. I remember them pulling my pants down and like giving me a Benadryl shot in the ass. And I remember, and I remind him every day is I remember the Miz drug me into the shower, butt naked. And he was pulling like bugs and caterpillars out of every crevice of my body. Oh like my God. Down my booty, my ears, you know what I mean? Like my crotch. And like, that was one where I, I physically felt a little worried because you have these kids that that go on the on with the production that test the things before we do it. Well, they're not playing for money, so I'm sure they tap out a lot sooner than than we were playing for a lot of. Um, and that particular day, I was playing for a Tempur-Pedic bed, which doesn't even sound like it was that. But like, I wanted to win that damn bed. Um, but I, I mean, I felt like I was like my body was shutting down. That was the only time I was scared. Like, okay, like, that's, that's, yeah, that's a great point if that happens because it's like at the end of the day, it's just like, no, like people are out there, but it's just like, all right, like we're obviously for TV purposes, we're pushing the limits of things, but have, oh, we, have we vetted oh, all this? Like, are we 100% Right, right. Like, well, who's, the, who's engineering these stunts? That's what I want to know. Right. We always walk up now, if we see a big one, we're always like, hey, TJ, did you do this? And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. I did. And we're like, right, yeah, right. right. 
Um, I love, but TJ has done a lot of some of the, the, the bigger stuff that we've gotten to do. So he's actually, you know, I think he's bungee jumped before and have done some cool stuff. So he's not a limp by no means. He's, no, he's a, he's a rowdy boy. He's BMX and all that stuff. Yeah. He's, he's not like, he'll do it. that's what I love about TJ, man. He's the best. TJ is the best. Pro- By the way, I, I, I want to throw this in there. Oh yeah, I did a little research, Mark. I, yeah. I have a bone to pick Ooh. with the uh, the Academy Ooh. of Television Arts and Science. Oh, right. how, how is how is how is the challenge in all iterations never been nominated for an Emmy? This is fucking horseshit. It's, mm. it's, it's bullshit. It's, mm. it's it's is bullshit. It is bullshit. Word on the street, though. Uh, I don't want to piss anyone off if, in case they're like thinking about putting you up. This is worth I was about to unleash the dogs on them. <laughs> I heard, I heard from a source at a entertainment company that is in charge of, I guess it's called um, FYC for your consideration, right? Okay, put up, sure. Put up, put up. I do think All Stars might get a nod this year at something in the Emmys. I don't know what it is, but I heard that. And but we did win a uh, we did win a music Emmy um, for All Stars. Oh, you did? Uh, yeah. One of the scenes was Return of the Mac played on season one. Yeah, um, yeah. That one. So we we do have an Emmy award winning mu- uh, music guy that won for for All Stars. Just the first stepping stone, Mark. There Listen, it is. Yeah. Maybe you crawl in the ground. Walk, right? yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so, so I was I was thrilled about that, but. I will say this about All Stars. I know I keep tooting that, but I'm. I, I have yet to see. I've yet to meet a entertainment reporter from Entertainment Tonight to E News to Entertainment Weekly to Barstool Sports who will shit on you if they don't like you. They will show you. They love All Stars. They cannot get enough, and yeah. I so appreciate them because I can actually say they're honest with their their opinions and they won't hold back. And those guys fucking love it. So thank you, Barstool Sports. And when did you, when did it kind of adjust for you? Like in, in the just kind of scope of your career, like you first got involved in like, when did you really see you're just like, Oh, like I do have to clear off the time to like, I'm doing this like once every like few years, like this is like I, a part of my life this is a part of my brand. So when I, when I, that was always, so from, from even in the late nineties, in the, the, the two thousands, I'd always keep, I'd always be able to be available, put it that way. I didn't want to put myself in any position where it was like a long-term thing. And I actually, you know, it's hard. You know, yeah, where are you guys from? Where do you guys live? Uh, I'm um, in Indiana right now, but I'm, I'm from Michigan. Brandon and I met in Los Angeles where we lived for almost, almost a decade. Okay. So, you know, Los Angeles, Yeah, it's hard to go 20 years in Los Angeles, not Absolutely. having a full-time job. Right. I mean, yeah. so the fact that I could do that with some, you know, this entertainment gigs and hosting and whatnot, I, I, I always kept myself available, but I will say this before all stars one got picked up, I'm in Orlando working at a local TV station. And when it got picked up, I had to ask for leave and they were, weren't too happy about it. I get it very corporate. And when I got back and got the season two call about getting picked up and then worse cooks, I actually stepped away and, and had to leave them and now started my own production company. So I, I've made myself now again, available if I need to be available because worst cooks started a fire like i'm ready to do like celebrity version of everything now i want to do celebrity version of big brother i want to do celebrity i'll do celebrity version of drag race i'll put heel i'm ready to do it all. <laughs> yeah there you go so i i just i feel like 
I'm a reality professional now. I can deliver the fucking goods. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to do that as well as continue the path of MTV and Paramount. Uh, are you stopped on the street? Like what's the number one thing that you hear from people or how do they recognize you? Oh, they, what do they say to you? I always get this. Oh, you're, you're taller than I thought. I get that <laughs> all the time. You're a lot taller than I thought. And I was like, well, how could you judge that before you met me? You know what I mean? <laughs> right, um, right. I'm exactly. But, but, but because people know me on social media, they don't, they don't have any, any nervousness approaching me because they know that I'm very, I'm this 24 hours a day. So like, I literally be at a restaurant. Oh, I, so I left on a I left on a flight last week, and I was in the airport. And they didn't. This mom was with her family. They didn't ask or say hi. She just came up and she's like, "Can I get a picture when you're done eating?" Didn't even like say, "Hey, are you like just?" And I was like, "Absolutely." So they just approached me now, and I love it. I love it because I'm just I'm thankful for fans even sure. watching this stuff. So would you say social media is like a difference? Like has changed because you've been in the public eye for you know kind of pre-internet yeah. really. well, is it totally I, different i said to this because we didn't have social media when i first did my shows right i said if we had social media back then i'd probably fucking have you know 10 million followers yeah for sure right but because we didn't have it back then it is it, it everything is instant right you throw up a tweet it's instant you put up news it's instant so i i'm i'm blessed that i that i am still kind of riding that social media wave of being able to a not only interact with with the fans of the show or fans of me but b putting out the stuff that i want people to know that i care about whether it's my shows or the charity that i work for or a lot of people my mom has been sitting out with stage four cancer for a few years so they i have a lot of fans following me on that journey so it's i'm always thankful to get people reaching out there so it's just i don't know it's cool and i i think this too um I hate to be an asshole and be on social media. Like I would hate to be like hated on social media because it's just, it would, I just feel like it would beat you up every day. So thank God I was never like a, a really bad villain or an asshole because I just think it would like, I see some of the comments on some of these other, you know, shows, cast members that aren't, aren't fan favorites. I'm like, man, it's like, leave these people alone. Let them just get on with their lives. And I mean, it, a lot of them ask for it obviously, but sure. like, I'm just glad that I have a great relationship with, with the fans and I'm, I'm, my parents are still married. I'm a good hearted dude. I want success for everyone. I'm not a hater. So I think that shines through in a, when I do these shows, but B people know that I'm not full of shit. Do you guys yeah. remember evil Dick? Do you remember that name? Evil Who? Dick from Big brother. Evil Dick. That? No, I don't know. I was, I was never a big brother. He was on big brother. He was a complete, asshole but that was his shtick right he, mm -hmm. but he was really yeah. an asshole and he met, I, I went to his like the, the the finale of his show i was working for fox and i interviewed him and i said hey i i think i have a show idea for you outside of this thing and i was talking to him talking to him talking to him and i felt like he he didn't know me so he thought i was blowing smoke up his ass so like cut to i ended up shooting a pilot with him and then he was like months later was like you know when you first came up to me he's like you were so fucking nice and cool. I just thought you were like totally putting it on your face, <laughs> but that's just who you are. And that's exactly what I want people to feel like after they meet me is like, that dude's just a regular dude. Let's go have a beer at the bar. I'll pick out some cool fucking songs on the fucking jukebox and let's just have some beers. So that's always been my shtick, you know? That's great. Yeah, like kind of have it just committed to there too. Cause I imagine also like he was, 
I mean, he's kind of building that brand too, like just being oh, yeah. like this dick. He's so still for you to be like, brand. he's yeah. still evil dick the asshole. Um, yeah. At the end of the day, it's just like, hey, we're all trying to find, like you said earlier, like just right. Like that's his niche. Though. That's yeah. his niche. I was, at, I was, hey, I was at real quick. I was at a charity thing, with, charity thing with Evil Dick, and this six-year-old walked by him, and, and Evil Dick had Twizzlers licorice on the table, <laughs> and the kid goes, "Whose licorice is this?" And he turns to the kid. I swear, he's six years old. And he goes. They're mine, bitch. Beat it. <laughs> he said that to the kid. The kid like, almost started crying. I was like, yeah, that's, you're in your character, man. I love it, man. Hot committed. Pot committed. Yeah. Um, I will right, we'll do some map about you questions with just a little bit of research. I know we have you for a little longer and appreciate you jumping on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Some rapid fire questions. Um, Godfather reality TV. Would you get yourself uh, another nickname or you like that one? Oh, wow. They, I mean, Someone gave me that nickname, by the way. I yeah. did not look that up myself. Kenny For Santucci sure. from from long time ago gave me that. Oh nickname. yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what else I would. I mean, that's it. You know, yeah. I, can think, I can't think of another one. Um, no, Godfather's me. That's forget. Okay, so you see, uh, most awesome and I walking up to the next challenge. Like we're on there. We're now like we're competitors. Who are you fearing more? <laughs> Between you guys? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, who you're just like, man, I don't, uh, um, this, is, this is gonna be a problem. I gotta kick this guy out. I'd probably say Brandon because the beard, you're, oh. he might be a little shadier. Oh, I sure, think. sure. <laughs> because, the, the, the actual, the actual correct answer is you'd wreck us both. That's, that's right. That's <laughs> a, you fucking walk I'd through probably, us. I'd probably try to have a secret alliance with Paul and yeah, then there you go. try to at least, because I feel like Brandon would try to backdoor me and get me out of there somehow, just because of the beard and the, the hat. Uh, you know, it started as a compliment, Mark. It started as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. just like, this man can't be trusted, is what we're actually saying. No, no, no. I I, 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 I take you all to the end before I... There you go. All right, we're forming our alliance today. This yes, starts now. Uh, so you probably can't give this out, I, I mean, as you still compete, but what is kind of, if new competitors came in, what is the one hack that you would want to give them, like to bring them up to speed? Like, is it don't trust anybody? Um, you know, is it just like get alliance so early? One, like, what is it? The one hack for everyone that I tell is you, it's a simple hack and it's a physical hack. Before you do any challenge, you have to get your ass out on the pavement and run. Yes. You can't run. You're not going to fucking win period end of story if, yeah. if if it's between lifting eight million pounds of weights or running you run um and that is that is lives true to this day so many people live and die by running from one station of the final to the next because they can't run i'm guilty of that so i'm making it a point of to, to run 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 so that's my hack if anyone's listening or to do any type of competition show run your ass off because no one no one ever loses because they have bad cardio. You know what I mean? It's like they lose because, oh, I didn't know the fucking puzzle or whatever. They're like, like oh, Mark, you know, was too fast that day on the run. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so, yeah. But, and then just for me, it's, it's always have a loose strategy before you go in. And you don't know the format, obviously, but you know, you can probably count on your hand the people that'll have your back. And it's almost like an unspoken alliance. You don't even have to create anything crazy. You just know that, hey, I'm going to be, Johnny's going to have my back like I have Johnny's back. Or for me, like a Derek and a Darrell, like those guys, I always have their back. So it, it's, it's, you know, and 
as soon as someone says someone else's name for an elimination, you jump on that. You're like, yes, yes, that yep, person. Yep. <laughs> it's like, you I'm don't say anything else. Perfect. You don't bring up any other names. You say yeah. yes. I was thinking yep. the same thing. <laughs> I'm glad you thought of that, Brandon. Brandon thought we should eliminate. Yes. I I'm, you know what? I'm going to go with my teammate, Brandon. I'm going to stick by that. Uh, when you retired, you gave up the bandana. So on this podcast, I'm called Brandana. Like, it's kind of my look when I'm just going out. Like, what is your favorite fold of a bandana? Do you like the, um, do you know, you kind of like the dock look, kind of roll it up? Do you like the really kind of like fat? I used to, go, like, I used to go like big, almost point flare, old roll. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But now, now I go thin, tie yeah. around like karate kid style. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I've got, I got bandanas all over the place. Um, hey, you recognize this, Paul? Oh, I do. Yeah, there you this, go. This is a season one winner, the Godfather uh, crown. There you go. You, you, sneak, you sneak that back in your backpack? That I got <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. It's so funny, I did. I brought that down to the elimination because I just had a feeling I was going to win. I was like, I'm bringing this fucker, and I'm wearing it back in the house after I beat this guy. Perfect, um, yeah. But so, so, Brandana, I love it. Yeah, we go for it. So what's the biggest, um, we get it done, but is there one like W you wanted to have from an event that you didn't get that still haunts you a little bit that just gnaws at you? Oh, uh, yeah. So Landon beat me in a daily competition once. It was hanging over this. Oh, that's uh, interesting. Yeah, is it more the person or was it like the event that like- Oh, the actual Landon event? Was? So look, I got, so look, the, the person was- Landon beat me in something where if Landon wasn't there, I would have beaten everyone by fucking 10, 10 feet ahead of them. Yeah. But because, because Landon is a, you know, a crazy athlete, he beat me and he basically took away a year's worth of gas. That was the prize at the time when they gave away prizes. And I'm like, you motherfucker. <laughs> um, so anyway, that was that. But uh, I would say if I could go back, I would do the dual two final again. Dual two final, I would, would have come out stronger because the way it was set up, if you finished the leg first, you actually partnered up with the girl that finished first. So I would have probably came out a lot stronger and probably had a better finish than third place. Um, still fun though, still won some cash, but you know, I just, I, I like it all. I like it all, whether we're eating crazy shit or jumping from crazy stuff. Like there's not one thing I walk up onto and I'm like, Oh fuck, this is gonna suck. Um, so that's I mean, I love it, man. I, I even at my age, I said this, I feel like I, I should be done, but I feel like I'm just getting warmed up, man. I really do. So I got a pitch for you, Mark. All right. So you know see. Tough Mudders, right? All the rage Spartan races. Yeah. Have we thought of a fantasy cab for the challenge? Oh he was like Brandan and I signing up and doing a, a week's worth of fantasy <laughs> camp. Doing like, yeah, almost yeah, like doing the challenges. That's, camp, that's right? like, I, I would, well, I know there's tons of people that would totally sign up for that. We, we do have a thing going that we've been kind of tooling around with was like an adult summer camp, yeah, right? But, but the, but the, the, what do they call those? What are the people called that work there? They're called something. What counselors. Called? The counselors are all us, right? Yes, yes, exactly. The counselors are all us, and we're all signed to the, a certain cabin and. You know, we do games during the day. We party yeah. at night and stuff like that. There's an ultimate, you know, camp winner at the end that gets a huge cash prize. And yeah, you know, so like I think like camp challenge would be a great show. Yeah, and yeah. A lot of people like each and in each cabin, 
you know, you make your own, right? Whether it's the fucking crazy bandana team, whether it's the girl team that wears two, whatever it is, you can really highlight your individuality. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that would be a gangbuster. I know tons of people that would sign up for it because when you see it on TV, you're like, yeah, I know it looks bad, but how bad is it? You want to put yourself in it. I also have another idea that I'm toying with. Do you remember like American Gladiators? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You mean the I show like, I watch every night before I go to bed? Yes. Like, yeah, so, three years so, ago. Yes, I'm, I'm, still remember. I'm toying with a fun version of that, but everyday joes go up, up against the big time challenge gladiator type of cast members so the derricks the johnny's the cts yeah. the wexes the john you know laurels veronica you know whoever it is rachel so like that could be a fun type of summer show almost like a wipeout but but combined with with a gladiator type for show. sure for sure Where it's because i've always had people like Drunk at the bar going, oh, I bet I could beat you with arm. I'm like, you're just no. like, you're like, someone give me a joust with foam right now. Yeah, exactly. Someone give me, <laughs> someone give me a gun that shoots tennis balls. Let's, let's figure it out. I'm, I'm ready for some assault. Yeah, so that's, uh, there's so many ideas I got going through my head, but it's, you know, there's, there's just, nostalgia is where it's at, man. It's coming back huge. I, I thought it would, you know, yeah. it's, it's not even peaking yet. People just love familiarity and having fun. And that's what it's all about. Well, I appreciate your time so much. Like, thanks for hop hopping on the spot. Like, no, that means, uh, means a lot to us. I will leave you with this. Not sure when this is airing, but I'm gonna go watch the Philadelphia 76ers. Ooh. Um, hopefully, how you feeling about that? How you feeling about that with them beat out? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, like I said, I I'm a I'm an Eagles fan way more than I follow basketball, but. The fact that they're in it, I gotta, you know, I gotta be a fan of Philly. When uh, the Eagles finish last in the NFC East, whose fault will it be? Uh, it's gonna be. <laughs> well, that's a loaded question. Um, right, that's unfair. As, <laughs> as a, as a, one pod member, I apologize for that question. I actually like, I liked our draft and the trade. The, you know, we got yeah, AJ Brown. Yeah, of course, but like, I think this is this is the year for. Jalen Hurts to shit or get off the pot, at least, you know, because he's, he's decent, but he needs to go a little further with some of the weapons he has now. So I think yeah, he, he gets some, like, did you, I mean, were you frustrated about like the, were you frustrated with Foles? Like Foles seems like everyone thinks he's not as good as he is, which is kind of the reverse. Like everyone thinks Foles is not as good as he is, unless you were a fan of a team he was on, then it was just like, slow down. Like he's actually kind of good and he just kind he, of gets, He's always been a savior, so to speak, for Philly, man. Yep. They, they have a statue of Foles outside the stadium. They don't even have a statue of, like, whence was he anyone? You know what I mean? Like, they have a statue of Foles. That's pretty powerful in Philly for the backup quarterback to have a oh, yeah. He's, he's he's a much better relief pitcher than a starter. Like, he yes. comes in there. And it's and like, games if it, that's yeah. his role, that's his role. And I know I'm – I remember I was so excited because I'm about two hours from Jacksonville. I was so excited when he was going to Jacksonville and then he broke his fucking collarbone like the first game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, son of a bitch. Um, but I'm excited for, I'm excited for uh, the Eagles coming up. Um, I'm excited to hopefully maybe see these Sixers do something. But you tell Erica. Say Erica. You're doing Mark. it right now. She can, she'll hear yeah. this part of the podcast. <laughs> First, thank you, Erica, for, for hooking me up with the boys. But um, Erica and I go way back. I need to catch up with Erica. We haven't seen each other in years. Um, she's a great girl. She's a phenomenal actress. We're talking about acting. 
she's a phenomenal yeah. actress. So, um, but yes. I'm thank, thank her for bringing me to you guys. You guys are awesome. Absolutely. We I will, appreciate I, it. I, I, maybe yeah, really, we really like appreciate the end time. of season, season three recap. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, We're stoked. He's now with the emails. Yeah, we'll we'll hit you up. We'd love for to. For sure. Have All right, boy. Thank you guys so much. So let's leave it alone. Because we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me, and we just disagree. All right, Neapolitan Showdown. We forgot to ask him to rank the ice cream flavors. That's on me. We did. That's all right. That's okay, buddy. That's he, you know what? We ran out of time. He was giving us fucking too much gold. What are you going to stop okay. him and be like, he hey, Mark, want to ask, get your answer on fucking dumb yep. Neapolitan ice cream? <laughs> rank ice cream. Giving us fucking gold. Yeah, what are we supposed to do? Um, all right, Neapolitan Showdown. We're doing, in honor of Mark Long being on the pod, we're going to do Top Roads. That's right. You've been following the podcast for a while. You don't need to overthink this. We're ranking roads. 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 Um, all right. My number one of the gate. We number three were out the one. Number three of the gate. We didn't do that two oh, times. Yeah, I always forget about that. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. Rule route one. RR1, which you can put in an envelope in Elma, Kansas. It was the road that I lived on um, in high school before I lived in the city. But it was like, uh, it was this, I don't even know how, how long it was. From there to Alma, I think it was like two and a half miles. But so many things I've done on this road. I learned to drive a stick on this road. Like I drove a car on this road, like bicycle on this road. I would run on this road for training for cross country. This road just had so much story in my little high school life. So that's my one spot. Rural Route One. Shout out. Real Rural Route One. It's hard to say. It is a hard shout to say. RR One. To Rural Route One. RR One. Yeah, you can put it on the envelope and it'll get there. It'll get there. People are like, we fucking know that. That, that, that. We know what's up. We We know know what's up. Okay. All right. Uh, Man, I like that you went specific. I didn't go as specific. And I I debated. I'm all around. I'm all all around. on Okay. All right. You're not going to get as you're I'm not going to get like Buckingham Avenue. (laughs) Yeah. Some of that. But yeah, not the entire time. Okay. All right. Um, So my number three, I I, I went back and forth on this number three. I had to move. I had to move the other one to the, the console bracket because I learned a fun fact about this number three you're learning new things about roads i'm every day trying <laughs> good um uh interstates fucking fantastic okay, roads cool. did you know yeah. this b did b answer me don't fucking bullshit me in line i won't fuck with you i'll listen do you know the the reason behind the numbers on interstates well i know that it's I know that it's odd if it's north and south, and I know that it's even if it's east and west. How the fuck did you know this? Because I'm a genius. And also, this is true. like, um, the way to remember it, too, is odd has O in it, and so does north and south. And then, like, uh, even has E in it, and so does east and east west. East and west. Look yeah. at that. No, I just, that's another thing I just learned. And then if it's, if it's triple digits, then it's a loop. What the fuck, dude? How do you know all this stuff about interstates? <laughs> what is my We're mind fucking... is legitimately blown. <laughs> yeah. Well, because eventually I think, I don't know, like one day it just happened. It's just like, why are like these numbers don't seem like completely arbitrary? Like what the fucking, what's the score on these? Yeah, what's the score? No shit. Here I am just MA just driving <laughs> just blissfully just driving on I-75 North, this. not knowing the correlation <laughs> knowing between shit. the two. Yes. And it could be I-75 North. Man, track. now I should have um, put my console bracket number three. 
I had boulevards. Yeah. What a yeah. fucking classy <laughs> fucking boulevards are so classy. Right. They, they look right. nice. Uh, so I definitely, I'm going to take that yeah, win yeah, for sure. That. And you probably crush round me. If, if I guess. Yeah. Um, in the two spot, when um, you've been here, you have um, put foot to pavement with me on this little area. I'm going Nassau Avenue in New York. That had my two favorite spots. Oh. In my two favorite places to go in and consume something would be Keg and Lantern, which is my New York Brooklyn drinking spot, yep. Nassau Avenue. And on that same avenue is also Amber Steakhouse which is my, my favorite steakhouse on the planet Earth. So you get those, you get your you get your watering hole, and you get your eating place on the same road. Like, that has to be, that's got to be high in the rankings. So two first. Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't sure. what a better pair. I, uh, no. There's other things, there's places I've bought in shirts on there. There's seafood. I didn't want to get too deep. There is, you know, this little, like, just bodega where mm-hmm. you can get, like, you have to go. I didn't want to oversell it. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. When when people talk about Nassau Avenue, they're like versatility. It is a little bit of everything. That's all they talk about. That's all they talk. And some people are like, "Where is it? The corner of what?" Yeah. Oh, you mean Versatility Avenue? Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like they instinctually know where it's at. Uh, That's my two spot. What do you got for number two? two. All right. Well, I'm gonna go with my number two. I'm gonna go with the Road Warriors. Fucking (laughs) WWF Road Warriors. (laughs) Um, all right, so this is spikes. This is spikes on, spikes the, on the shoulder on pads. The pads. Yeah, yep. for sure. Fucking um, sick haircuts. Sick haircuts. This isn't. They definitely had a. Here's my problem. Oh, so they're not bushwhackers. They're not trying nope. to be weird. Bushwhackers would like lick each other's armpits. Yeah, a much. What? I mean, are they are they supposed to be from like the Mad Max series? Like, what road are they warriors of? Do they ride? I knew you were going to ask me this. I knew yeah, you were going to ask me this. Good. It's good. Um, and it's the 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 road of of destruction is what they're on <laughs> the pathway. All right, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hawking I animal I are fucking spot, yeah. crush it, dude. These guys are <laughs> diesel units. <laughs> they were hawking animal. I'm saying like there was something. It's like they were like, all right, we're gonna get our branding done, and then someone knocked on the door, and they're just like, we need you out here in like three minutes. They're like, oh fuck, oh yeah, just throw it together. Like, um, you got like, oh, it, spikes, pat, right. road, the road warriors, the road. Never saw them on a road. Never saw, but well, yeah. Well, maybe the yeah. Well, guess they weren't on Nassau right. Avenue. They weren't. No, <laughs> they're going down there. Who we talk about? Maybe you winning this. You're obviously not the one spot. Um, my number one. Kind of wish road... we had Mark on here. I think he would have loved <laughs> the Road Warriors. Oh yeah, he would win for you. Oh for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna do the the road less traveled. That's my number one road. Who said yes. that? Um, I think the road less. Is, is I mean, he talking uh, about a north and south road or an east and west? Road? <laughs> no, I think it's. I think it's. It's rubber frost, right? Fuck, if I know, dude. I have like, no it's idea. Like the, it's like the path in the woods that you don't take, which is interesting because that's intrigue, right? We're talking about this road we've never actually been on, so there's a mm. curiosity to it. Mm. There's something going on. It's supposed to like fire you up, and you get inspirational whenever you think about the road less traveled. That's my one spot. I'm already very confident I won this. I would. Like yeah, to yeah, yeah. You are. You're fucking. <laughs> grinning dialed, right now dialed Look at in you. on this road yeah, yeah feel good. um so i was gonna go there's a saying in in the physician's world it's called the road to uh, the roads to riches which is Ooh. an acronym for the physicians and the most uh like lucrative positions being a physician or a doctor in radiology ophthalmology mm-hmm. anesthesiology and or dermatology those are the four roads to riches 
as a medical doctor. And you know about B, you know, we're always about that grind. Our money yeah, on our, our, money. our minds on our money, our money's on our mind. Yeah, man. I hate that's a roads to riches. To yep. That's I, I like the RT, I like the RTR. I like an acronym. Um this round goes to Brandana. I thought it's so. It's just like I just too much, too much interstate knowledge to just it just dwarfed everything. It just mm-hmm. went down. Yes, yeah. it may be sports podcast episode 217. We want to thank once again Mark Long first time jumping on. Really appreciate it, man. Uh, I think we can drop some links at least to his um we never pitched, we were kind of ran out of time, but maybe some links to his his stuff coming up. Just yeah, May 11th, Paramount Plus, right? The challenge all stars yeah. coming out. He's got a couple right. other shows out there, but uh I know that's the big one that's coming out here, right? Yeah, for real pros. We'll remind him to plug that, but we'll do it for him. Looking yeah, yeah, yeah. We it. got it. Yeah, tune in. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Look, you give his email address. You'll be yeah. out. Can't do that. No, yeah, I don't think I don't think it's a word. Um, all right, guys, if you want to shoot us an email, it may be sportspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, MVP of the weeks, real fast. Um, I think I forgot to I, I kicked the can on this a little bit, but if I've sounded differently, have I brought this up yet? I've given the MVP for this microphone. Uh, I don't think I, I have. I don't think you have either, but you yeah, do sound yes. a lot nicer. I sound like really good. Ooh. Um, if, uh, Katie and Joe got this microphone for me for Christmas. So I keep forgetting. And then the reason it didn't come up now, it's not like I'm not an asshole that takes five months to thank someone for a Christmas gift. It was, <laughs> I was in France and I couldn't take it with me. We were doing a podcast, but now that I'm back and got it all set up, I want to thank them. Thank you for the mic. Who's your MVP buddy. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, as always, I think we're four years running on this award. Everyone knows Mr. Irrelevant in the NFL draft, the yep. final guy to be picked gets, gets a huge, you know, ovation at mm-hmm. the draft. They put out a, a Jersey with his number two fifty seven on it. Um, Mr. Irrelevant, you know, gets whisked away to some, you know, tropic location, gets a little, yeah. du- gets too, a little too much, ducats. too much shine. We're talking about the guy that actually goes before Mr. Irrelevant. Yes. Yes. The guy that now becomes the really like uh, undershown, underappreciated player. And I'm going with Mr. AJ, uh, our Curry mm-hmm. out of Michigan state offensive tackle. You are our Mr. Magnificent. Yes. I'll be reaching out to you. I'm going to be sending you a t-shirt, perhaps, uh, maybe a button or two. Hell, AJ, if you're listening, and I know you are, come on the pod, bro. Let's get you the shine that you so richly deserve, sir. We should absolutely do that. I can't believe we haven't done it. Yeah. Probably we've talked about it. I've tried. On. They don't want to come on. <laughs> <laughs> They're insane. Well, thank you for not being insane. Listen to this. I am Brandon. I want you to sign yourself off. Most awesome. Oh, man. Our, our, our new friend. Mark talked about uh, the challenge gladiators edition. And I just want to say if they were roll out a challenge gladiators, a divi- uh, game, Brandana and I will show up as one gladiator and that will be Mababoo. Uh, 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 uh. Boys. Parties, style, fame, she likes glamour, runway, style, fame, she likes fashion. Uh.